Welcome to Cocktails and Scenes. It's me, Wayne, again, with a couple of guests here tonight. I've got Will, as always. Hey, everybody. How's it going? And then we also have a very special gumdrop gingerbread lady here. (laughs) Miss Christmas Queen herself, Jamie Summers. Say hi, Jamie. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to be on today. So thank you for having me. Uh, Jamie, we're so excited to have you, too, and Merry Christmas. Is there one little detail that we maybe left out there? Maybe your relationship with this person, Wayne? Or Oh, yeah, I guess uh, I mm-hmm. should let everyone know that this is my wife. <laughs> he says it with such enthusiasm. I know. Your lovely, <laughs> lovely wife, Jamie. Jamie, yes. thanks for She's coming She's a on. ray of sunshine. Thank you. You'll you'll pay for this later, but <laughs> as expected, as expected. Um, but in classic cocktails and scenes fashion, tonight we are going to be talking Christmas movies, and we have cocktails to go along with them. So, Jamie, darling, yeah. cutie, you are starting us off. What are you drinking tonight? Um, I am drinking what we are calling, we decided to call it the abominable snowman, right? Yep. So it's kind of, it's basically a white Russian, um, but we added, uh, whipped cream and, uh, crushed up peppermint. Mm. It's delicious and creamy. Delicious and creamy. Yeah. You couldn't have this, Will. No, 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 no. No, no, this is not for Will. Rumbly tumblies, for sure. Yeah, you'll get the rumbles and the tumbles. For sure. Um, So, Will, please tell me that you have a festive seasonal drink that you were partaking in tonight. I do. It's something that uh, my wife, uh, my lovely wife, Lauren, makes for us every Christmas. It's very holiday uh, tradition for us. It is uh, mold wine which we make Ooh. and drink every year. Oh, yeah. It is delicious. So it's Big fan, big fan. Oranges, red wine, some brandy, um, brown sugar, cinnamon sticks, cloves, and cara- cardamom pops, pods, whatever those are. <laughs> yeah, um, cardamom. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, sounds right. We'll okay. go with it. Uh, yeah, so you make it all in like a saucepan over the stove. It's the one thing that Lauren makes in the kitchen every year. Um, the one thing, um, but, uh, very good. I love that she makes it. It reminds me of the holidays every year and, you know, makes me feel all warm inside. It's very good. And we were actually talking about it tonight. Uh, and I was like, first of all, I didn't know that it was mold wine, like M U L L E D. I thought it was mold wine. Mold. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is tainted wine. (laughs) I think I called it mead wine at one point too. I just had no idea. But I was like, why is it it's called mold aged. wine? Yeah, I had no idea. So she's, you know, we looked it up and uh, it was created by the Romans who would heat their wine to defend their bodies against the cold winter. Was ah. the original or- origin story of this delicious drink, mold wine. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Those Romans really knew how to heat up some wine, didn't they? It does keep you nice and toasty. It really nice does. Nice and toasty. Yeah. It does. What about you, Wayne? What are you drinking? Um, I am drinking the same as uh, 
my wife. So oh, we are both having, yeah. what did you call it? The, abom- the abominable snowman. Yes. The abominable banana banana banana. You guys just have like one big milkshake with two straws, mm-hmm. like you're in a 50s diner or something? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. And one mic too, so we're duetting right now. Uh, it's adorable. <laughs> it's yeah. adorable. I know, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Insert eye roll. Side eye roll. There's a lot of eye rolls tonight. <laughs> just be prepared. There's going to be a lot of eye rolls. <laughs> Oh, um, you, you two look so jolly just sitting next to each other, cozied <laughs> up near the mic, though. It's adorable. <laughs> All right, guys. So, well, we're going to kick it off uh, with our Christmas movie episode. So break out your Wally World mugs. Pour yourself a little bit of extra eggnog. Get next to the fire with your lovely wives, husbands, significant others. And listen up, because it's... Time for Christmas. All right. So as uh, as promised, we are going to be talking our top five Christmas movies tonight and maybe mention a little bottom of the barrel. Um, we are going to start... With our guest, Miss Jamie, Christmas Queen. Um, Jamie, what's your number five Christmas movie? So my number five Christmas movie, it's a surprise for me and a surprise for you, um, but it's actually Noel. It mm. is um, a Disney original um, it was made in 2019 and directed by Mark Lawrence. Um, it stars Anna Kendrick and I'm honestly not the biggest fan of Anna Kendrick, but so why this is number five is kind of shocking. Um, but I love this movie, um, because it, it like her character, she basically is the daughter of santa claus Mm -hmm. um and uh her her brother is supposed to take over being santa claus and he just he he is horrible at it Mm -hmm. he doesn't have the spark Mm -hmm. and uh she does and she basically ends up taking over and becoming santa claus um but her personality just like resonates so much with me and my love of christmas Mm -hmm. that i just I just like it because I can see myself so much in her character. Yeah. Um, even though, even through her deadpan <laughs> comedy. <laughs> yeah. See, I like um, Anna Kendrick. I, I, I like Anna Kendrick. Um, I actually haven't seen it, but I, I think this was, I, I, I could be wrong on this, but I think this was like the first Disney Plus movie. Like when Disney Plus first yeah. launched, it was like yeah. on there already. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I love um i love uh the supporting characters in this movie i think are even better than mm-hmm. noel like i like noel well, as I a think character that's across the board though like all all side characters are better than anna Kendrick. well yeah so this has <laughs> this ha- this has bill Hader oh, and billy i billy eichler as a how you say his last name eichler billy eichler right oh, yeah that's how you say it right like, like and, billy on the street yeah, like Billy, Billy on the, on the street. street. Yeah, Billy okay. on the street. Yep. 
He's in the tech department and loving it. And loving it. I'm sure he's um, very loud, too, as always. Yeah. Oh, very yeah. loud. Very, very loud. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. you have the classic Shirley MacLaine. So, awesome. yeah, so she's she's awesome. Um, and it also has my second favorite uh, portrayal of the North Pole. The North Pole. The North <laughs> <laughs> I've been already having. One. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. The North Pole. Mm. So, yeah, Noel is my my number five. That's a good pick. Nice. That's a good pick. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Maybe we'll watch it now that it's on Disney Plus. I do. I think I just have the hots for Anna Kendrick. I maybe she's not the greatest <laughs> actress, but um, I do love Bill Hader though. I, Bill Hader is one. Oh yeah, the Bill top Hader five people hilarious. in the world who can just make me laugh. He's so funny. Um, that's great. If if it makes you feel any better, if Brad Pitt were in any Christmas movie whatsoever. <laughs> It would be just take my money, take yeah, take exactly. all of my money over forty, Brad Pitt, silver yeah, yeah, yeah. fox, Brad Pitt. Yeah, just put him in a Santa hat and call it a day. Yeah, I get it. Cut. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm all for it. That was a great pick, darling. Thank you. Will, you're up next, brother. What's your top five? Number five. All right, my number five is a Muppet Christmas Carol, mm. nineteen. 92. Uh, mm-hmm. It's directed by Brian Henson, Jim Henson's son, the creator of yep. the Muppets. Um, and it's actually the first Muppet project after Jim's death. Um, yeah. Based on the Dickens novel, Christmas Carol, obviously. Uh, Christmas staple in this house, mainly because we're just big Muppet fans here, Lauren and <laughs> I. Um, actually, not my favorite Muppet movie, um, for a reason I'll get into a little bit later, but it's... It's a Christmas staple here, and with this list, really, I wanted to not even think about what's the best movie, but what's the most yeah. like, Christmas movie. And What's you know, the most Christmas, what's right? What's the most Christmas for me and our family in this household? I'm actually like not, Jamie, don't kill me. I'm not the biggest Christmas guy, <laughs> but... <laughs> it's okay. I forgive you. I do. One of the things I do like, you know, I do like traditions, and I do like watching these movies every year, um, and this is one of them. Uh we're big Muppet fans. Gonzo and Rizzo, front and center here, two of the best, mm-hmm. two of my favorites. Um, my one complaint about the movie, which is why it's not higher and why it's not my favorite Muppet movie, is I hate that the ghosts are not Muppets. Like you get the creepy girl. Uh, oh yeah. Pass. I just Christmas hate that. Past, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's so creepy and like originally the three ghosts that visit Scrooge were supposed to be Miss Piggy, Scooter, and Gonzo was going to be the third ghost is the yet to come. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously they gave them different roles. And so, you know, I just would have liked if it was more Muppety all the time. Having said that, the other great part of this movie is how great Michael Caine is and how dead serious oh, he yeah. is. He, deadpan serious. <laughs> deadpan man. serious. Um, before production began, Michael Caine told Brian Henson, the director, he's like, I'm going to play this movie like I'm working with the Royal Shakespeare Company. I will never wink. I will never do anything Muppety. I'm going to play Scrooge as if it is an utterly dramatic role and there are no puppets around me. And he nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. He, he did. There There was a... Did you see that meme? Yeah, yeah. I was just about Michael- to say. Yeah, it's so good. 
I'm trying to find it while I'm talking, but it was so good. Like Michael, you can you can play this fun. It's with Muppets, you know. Have exactly. have fun with it. And he's like, I'm gonna play this like it's a freaking car accident. Exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna play this as serious as a car act. That was it. And he does, and he absolutely nailed it. Um, which the you know, there's just a. It's so funny because he's so serious and he's know, so serious. Yeah, I know. interaction yeah. with the Muppets, but um, yeah, it's a it's a Christmas staple here. Big Muppets fans. Not my favorite Muppet movie, but one we watch every year. My number five is Muppet Christmas Carol. Nice. That's a good one, man. That's a good pick. Definitely Christmassy. Definitely playing in this house during the Christmas season for sure. Um, well, my number five is uh, one that probably no one has ever seen. Oh, no. It is called... The Christmas Card. It was made in 2006 for Hallmark. (laughs) Jesus Christ. What are we doing here? What are we doing? I had to put this one on here. Uh, Let me just give you a a quick premise of the movie here. Um, Standard Hallmark Christmas movie. U.S. soldier visits the town from where an inspirational Christmas card was sent to him by a church group that mails cards out to servicemen as a goodwill effort. Then he falls in love, yada, yada, girl yada, the card. with a girl who wrote the card, right? Yeah. I was about but to say, she, Jamie, I'm sure we could predict this whole movie. Yeah, yeah. she doesn't, <laughs> no, she didn't know that he knew that she wrote the card, so it's a whole thing, right? <laughs> Did you get that? Oh, I mean, yeah. it's a Hallmark movie. It might be a little bit tough. I'm sure. Follow. I'm sure it's tough to follow. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Um, so it's a think piece. It's a think piece. <laughs> it's a think piece. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I put this on here because I think it's laughably bad. Um, it has some awful lines in it, but honestly, I tell Jamie all the time, I'm like, I just kind of want to watch like Christmas Card tonight. Like, it's so dumb. It's bad. Like, don't go into it expecting you're going to be seeing, you know. Something as masterful as Muppets Christmas Carol. It's uh <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. Ed Asner is in this movie. Ed Asner is the big name in this movie. Wow. He is the redeemer of he's he's the one bit of quality mm-hmm. that's do, in, in this movie. I do love Ed Asner. How can you know? Um so funny character in this movie that I always get a kick out of. If you look on IMDB, Ben Weber plays Paul. If you look at what Ben Weber looks like, he is supposed to be the hot shot from the city wine salesman who is the love interest of Faith, who's the main girl, who Sergeant Cody Cullen is trying to take away from. Um, so it's it's hilarious <laughs> because Ben Weber is like the nerdiest, like curly-headed fuck that a, you'll ever. <laughs> he is a goofy-looking dude. He is, a goofy and he's supposed dude. to be like, oh, hot shot wine dealer down from. He's driving a, a an M3. No, that's just a that's just a BMW. Never mind. <laughs> and the worst, the worst parts of the movies are when Paul and the main girl Faith have kissing scenes. It is 
It's like neither of them have ever Zero. kissed any Zero anybody chemistry, else. Yeah. <laughs> Zero chemistry. Yeah. Practicing on a grapefruit. Exactly. Like, it's awful. Yeah, I'm sure all these Hallmark movies too are just like one take. Like, yeah, we're done. We got it. <laughs> no, yeah, that's good. We, we'll, no, yeah. are you sure? Yeah. No, I'm. I don't ever want to do this again. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be a cocktails and scenes top five episode without Wayne pulling out one out of complete left field and just. <laughs> Everyone just looking at home, just being like, what the fuck am I listening to? <laughs> As for y'all. Wouldn't have it any other way, buddy. Wouldn't have it yeah, any other thank way. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the rest of mine aren't like that. That was my only left fielder. <laughs> Glad we Wild got it out card. of the way. Wild, Wild card, bitches. <laughs> uh, uh, on that note, uh, we're going to move on to our number four picks. Um, so... Jamie, do you want to give us your number four? I would love to. So my number four pick is actually, um, it's a Christmas Carol, but it's the 2009 um, animated Christmas Carol uh, that Jim Carrey plays in. Um, it was directed by Robert Zemeckis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... I love this movie because I feel like it's the truest version to A Christmas Carol, the book written by Charles Dickens. And I read A Christmas Carol every year at Christmas time. um, And I feel like it is the truest, like even the end when he's getting chased by the horse and he's little, that's, that's in the book. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I like it because it's, it's the most accurate portrayal of it. Um, but I also love how detailed the animation is in it. Like if you really are watching and you look at Scrooge's face, like you can just see like his nail beds are like yellow and you can just, I mean, it's, it's incredible. Um, so I love that. Um, one one funny thing that I thought was really interesting, and I'm glad it didn't go this way, um, but Owen Wilson was considered for the role of Scrooge. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I just can't. I, I mean, Jim Carrey, wow, I mean, Owen humbug. Wilson is one. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't see him. As, as Maybe if Vince Vaughn was was Marley. Well, here's the thing. But here's the thing. So Jim Carrey plays not only Scrooge, mm-hmm. but he plays Christmas past, present, and future. Yep. And I just don't feel like Owen Wilson would have been able to pull off that many different character yeah. character types. Um, but yeah, that's my number four. It's uh, one that we have had on repeat. Uh. Yeah. Pretty consistently this season. I forgot it. Like, I don't know. I'm just maybe mixing up like that. And like Jim Carrey played the Grinch and Scrooge, huh? Like, he did. Yeah. yeah. You don't like think about that. <clears throat> the animation is super good in this movie. Like looking at it and um, I'm just looking at the voice cast. You got Gary Oldman, Colin Firth, mm-hmm. uh, Robin Wright, Bob Hoskins, Carrie Ellis. Like it's impressive. Yeah. Yep. I had no idea Zemeckis directed this. He's, you know, yeah. an all time great. Yeah, nice. he was, that was kind of, you know, you can always count on Zemeckis to try to push CG to the next level. Yeah, like, like he, he, he did 
Polar Express. He did Polar Express. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, I think a lot of times people are thrown off or maybe, you know, turned off by the way yeah. that his his animation goes. Um, especially with this one, I think a lot of people were, like I said, thrown off by the way that the actors were actually like really CG'd in there. I mean, you can yeah. tell like Gary Oldman is Gary Oldman. Like that's yeah. him. And you can see it. Yeah. And the, I mean, he did that with Polar Express. So even like years before, I mean, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, he did. So it's one of the first like live action slash animated, yep. you know, kind of combo movies. So definitely inventive. You know, in that I see now he's directing a Pinocchio movie in 2022 as well with Tom Hanks. Oh wow! As Geppetto, so um, oh wow! So definitely. Do you think it's going to be? Is it another animated one? It looks like it's. It looks like it's uh, a little blend of both. You have Mm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Jiminy Cricket and Tom Hanks as Geppetto. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Good pick. Good pick, babe. Thank you. Um, all right. So, Will, what's your number four? All right. Here's where the <clears throat> heavy hitters start coming out. Oh, I bet, man. <laughs> uh, number four is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Nice. Nice. 1989. Directed by Jeremiah Chechik. Written by John Hughes. Um the man john hughes the late great john hughes um Mm -hmm. who we may or may not talk about a little bit later again but john hughes originally wanted christopher columbus to direct this who again we may or may not talk a little bit later on uh this is just a rewatchable christmas movie every single year the tagline of the movie just gets me every time it's yule crack up (laughs) y-u-l-e crack up uh (laughs) And, it's uh, like they channeled <clears throat> Chevy Chase for exactly. everything in this movie. Chevy Chase is just like, you know, Clark Griswold. You know, I'm always torn about where I stack up the vacation movies, the four of them. The four original ones are yeah. so great. He's an all-time great character, great comedic performances, and just the iconic look, you know, with the Bears gear. And it's just like you can oh, dress yeah. up as, as Clark Griswold all the time. Yep. And, he just it's he's one of those characters and I've talked about this on other episodes where he delivers lines that aren't supposed to be funny and they kill me. Like Yeah. I know. he just is like, I present you the Griswold family Christmas tree. Like, it's so <laughs> funny to me. He's just the character alone is such a goof and um this one's the based- the scene at the beginning of it where he's like they're all frozen because they had to walk out into the oh, snow. Oh, yeah, and, and, and he, 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 he didn't bring a saw he, to cut down the tree. Yeah, he didn't bring a saw to cut it down. <laughs> yeah. The one question I have to ask about that is, like, does he purposefully make his voice sound different at that? Because he's like, this is the tith and tin of it. No, no, he yeah. said, this is the season of kith and kin, the season of Christmas <laughs> kith and kin. Take Christmas kith and kin. <laughs> I took it as his tongue was frozen. So his tongue was frozen. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, Yeah, his tongue is frozen. But that whole opening scene is great. Like where he tells the kids not to look, and he's flipping off the other car. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kids look a deer. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's just so quotable, so rewatchable. I mean, we could go over these quotes all day long. They're so great. I mean, cousin Eddie is iconic. 
uh, why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. Like, just all these oh quotes that God. everyone knows. I do think that Juliet Lewis and Galecki are the best Audrey and Rusty in the vacation movies. You know, they have different. I would agree with that. Different actors that. play the kids. Um, this mm-hmm. may not be my favorite. I do love the original vacation quite a bit. Yeah. I also like Vegas, too, but I think they're the best uh, actors who play the kids. Um, you know, just iconic around Christmas time. My favorite quote of the whole movie is uh, Clark says to Eddie, can I refill your eggnog for you? Get you something to eat? Drive you to the middle of nowhere and leave you for dead? And Eddie just has no <laughs> idea. And he goes, no, nah, I'm doing just fine, Clark. <laughs> nah, I'm just doing... <laughs> Just One of my fine. favorite lines is right after that when he's like, I got the daughter in a clinic. <laughs> Getting off the wild turkey. <laughs> Getting off the wild turkey. Cousin yeah. Eddie is like legit one of the best parts of that movie, though. Yeah, he's so great. I mean, when he shows back up with, you know, Clark's boss and a bow and everything, <laughs> it's just. You about uh, ready to start kissing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Randy the scene, The scene that always gets me is when he's at the shopping mall. And he's looking at the lingerie for his wife. And the 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 girl behind the counter is like, she pulls up her whole entire oh, yeah. dress. No like, lines. See? Can't see the lines. <laughs> and I'm like, who in their right mind exactly. is going to do that? That's an average yeah. shopping trip for me. Who is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I thought the same thing. We actually, we watched it last night. Um, and I thought the same exact thing. And then, but Clark's face when Rusty comes over to the desk and oh, he yeah. doesn't He's even like, realize oh. at first <laughs> that Rusty's right there. Uh, it's great. But yeah, I thought the same thing. Like, who is this woman just showing her showing showing some her side up. cheek right yeah. on the. Uh, it's Mary. It's Mary. <laughs> side cheek right on the Macy's counter. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I mean, uh, we could go all day, I'm sure, about this one. But. Uh, a rewatch every year. Rewatched it last night. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of people listening will have it a lot higher than number four, but uh, Christmas Vacation. Good pick, man. Good pick. Um, So I may be a little early on this one, but I want everybody to talk about it because it's a big, big movie. And people are kind of going to be like, why is it at number four? It should be higher. But. Number four for me, 1990, Home Alone. Directed by Chris Columbus and written by, of course, the great John Hughes. Starring Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, John Hurd, and the wonderful Catherine O'Hara. Um, did you know that this actually had two Oscar noms for... Best original song. song and score. Score, yeah. yeah. I mean, score is iconic. It's iconic. Iconic, like, dude. Like you can hum every part of this whole movie. Like it was John we, Williams, right? Mm-hmm. John Williams, yeah. John Williams, yep. It's unbelievable. It brings me to tears. It, it like whenever I hear yeah. them start singing somewhere in my memory, I'm just like, oh my god, this yeah. is just crushing. I know. It's like. <laughs> John, John, we're going to do a funny movie about two guys that are just like trying to break into a house and a kid stops them with a bunch of like, you know, kid traps. Don't get too crazy. And he's like, oh, I'm going to make everybody cry. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> I mean, the score is like the number one thing I think of when I think of this movie. And it's very like Christmassy. Like, oh, yeah. 
I just want to mm-hmm. buy like I want to buy the vinyl like score soundtrack <laughs> yeah. of Home Alone and just like put it on <laughs> in the background. It's so good and it's you're completely right that like no one really knew what kind of what a, a hit it was going to be. It's No, they didn't. The number one highest grossing movie of the year in 1990 that it came out in. And it like Pesci and Stern went so over the top on purpose because they mm-hmm. like thought it was going to be kind of this like goofy movie and and it still is at its heart right but right you know yeah. no one expected the success that you know it came out with i know um and yeah i mean even joe pesci like avoided macaulay culkin on set because he wanted to you know think he was mean oh yeah and i would <laughs> pesci is Pesci's the greatest. I actually had a conversation with a friend the other day about Pesci. We're talking about Goodfellas. And I said, Mm -hmm. is Pesci the greatest supporting actor of all time? Um, Because, I mean, you look at Goodfellas. My Cousin Vinny. My Cousin Vinny, Casino. Like, Mm -hmm. all these great, great supporting roles. And I would put this on the list as a more silly one. But, you know, a great, great role as the wet band. I just don't see anybody else being... Like the character that Joe Pesci portrayed in this. I mean, those two are so funny. Like, yeah. so funny. De Niro. I mean, you're not... There's rumors that De Niro was offered it, I guess, at one point. Um, yeah. But okay. It's it's Pesci. It's got to be Pesci there. It's so It's got to be Pesci. It's got to be Pesci. Um, one of my favorite parts of this movie is kind of like it always makes me tear up a little bit, but... When the whole scene with John Candy, anytime John Candy is on the set or on the scene, he just, he cracks me up so much because I know he's improving the entire time. And I was like, oh, I'm going to look this up. I know he's improving. Sure enough, they spent 23 hours filming all of John Candy's scenes in one swoop and it was all improvised. You can tell, like you can see, like when they're in the back of that Hertz rental truck, or was it Hertz or but I don't, mm. budget rental budget. truck, whatever yeah. rental truck it was, um, and he's talking with Catherine O'Hara. You can tell that the two of them are just like back and forth improvising with each other. They're feeding off of each other. It's a great scene. Love yeah. that scene in the movie. Like when he's trying to get her to play his, whatever he's playing, the oboe yeah, or the yeah. flute or whatever, and he's like trying to hand it yeah. to her. I've actually heard <laughs> that it was like even less than that. I, I think they did mention that in like the uh, the movies that made us thing on Netflix. We talked a little yeah. bit about mm-hmm. that. Like they did a home yeah. own one. I feel like it was like, maybe it was just that it was all one takes for Candy. Um and yeah. like he did everything all in one cake, but I'm I'm with you. The Polka King, great part of that movie. Mm-hmm. Great part of that movie. Kenosha Kickers. Yeah. Polka Polka. <laughs> polka Polka. Um, but yeah, that was my number four pick. Home Alone, classic. Absolutely. Uh, let's get, let's get a, let's go ahead and uh, get our number threes going. We're gonna start with Jam. Jam here. Uh, so my number three was 1994 Miracle on 34th Street, directed by uh, Les Mayfield, and uh, I can't remember, I think it's starring Elizabeth Perkins, Dylan McDermott, um, Richard Attenborough, Mm -hmm. and Mara Wilson. Um, Matilda herself. Matilda Matilda herself. (laughs) So um, one of the things that I I love about this movie and why it's kind of in my middle 
of my range is um, this was actually one of the first Christmas movies that I ever owned as a kid. Um, we had back in the day of VHS, um, the two Christmas movies that we had were The Santa Claus and Miracle on 34th Street. And I would just run this movie mm-hmm. just ragged watching it all the time. Um, I just loved how whimsical it was. I I really loved the um, how they kept it classic um, while keeping it modern. So like when I say that um, the costumes, the costume. Well, so the yeah. costumes are very. They still look very 1940s, kind of representative of the original Miracle on 34th Street. Um, so all of the kids are in like beautiful coats and really pretty um, clothes Mm -hmm. and the hair is done all perfect. The girls are always in dresses. They're never wearing pants. Um, And I really liked that that was kind of a tribute to the style of the forties of the original movie. Um, So that's one of the things that I, I really, really enjoyed. Um, I uh, also, some of the effects that they did, like the lighting effects, they would make, they did like the halo effect. So everybody always had a light over the top of their head to make them look very angelic. And Mm -hmm. it was just like very, it was just soft. It was soft. It was just very visually appealing. Um, So I really liked that. Um, That's our, that's our heaviest hitter our heaviest hitter is miracle on 34th street we save that one for like christmas oh, eve christmas yeah. eve yeah one of lauren's favorites i caught i oh, caught awesome. her watching it the other day she's a big fan of this one this version particularly too um yeah yeah and it it actually um it did actually not do well at the box office um because it was competing with the santa claus at the same time in oh, theaters wow. and yeah, so um, it did not do well. It was not as well received until after mm-hmm. it came out on DVD and, you know, once it was outside of the theaters. But um, yeah. my dad and I... No, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, my dad and I, we love to do movie quotes and we'll have, like, movie quote-offs all the time. Drives my mom crazy. Um, <laughs> but uh, he loves Mara Wilson, the little girl in the movie and my one of my favorite lines that she has in the whole entire movie is when they're in the courtroom scene she's bringing up a christmas card to the judge to try and sway him to let santa claus go and she's like i just wanted to give you a christmas card and since the likelihood of me getting arrested is not going to happen and also i'm going to bed uncharacteristically early <laughs> just the way she says uncharacteristically it's just so damn adorable she's yeah, so cute yeah. and i just I, I love it. So this is my number three. That's a good pick. It's a good pick. Yeah, that's definitely, uh, particularly like people our age-ish, you know, that's a big one that, that people mm-hmm. really like. Oh, my mom's actually a big fan of that one, too. Like, oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. She's not our age, well. though. She's very old. Hi, <laughs> 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 mom. Uh, hey michelle merry christmas michelle <laughs> merry christmas michelle shout out <laughs> yeah this is a great movie i think that um one of the things that i always pick up on in it is the how he kept it classic 
mm-hmm. with the classic costumes. Everybody's wearing, you know, very, very dapper looking 1940s overcoats. Um, and all the all the kids are wearing um, peacoats pea coats and, and just yep. like really nice stuff. And the, the soft lightings and the soft camera effects and the soft lenses makes it just a very comforting, warm Christmas movie. There you go. All right. Will, number three for you, brother. Uh, Following your footsteps here with Home Alone. Mm. Uh, yeah. I thought this I, was going to be higher on your list, actually. Yeah. Home Alone is at number three. Um, okay. Big fan. Uh, you know, I think we touched on a lot of it. All time kid performance in a movie, Macaulay Culkin in this. Yep. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I think. You know, Pesci said something about him just like he's not a nine-year-old in this movie like he was a very professional actor mm-hmm. took himself super seriously and um <clears throat> I mean he's just an unbelievable performance as a kid in this yeah. movie where he's so yeah. likable and so funny and um you know we touched on a lot of it I think the one thing I we didn't mention were some of our great supporting characters I'm a big Uncle Frank guy myself <laughs> love Uncle Frank put it in your purse put it in your purse <laughs> I also love uh, Fuller the Bedwetter, played by Rory. For all you Succession fans, he's now Romulus on Succession, Roman. Um, Sean will like that one. Romulus. Oh, yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, I had some notes about John Candy, too, that whole scene just being great. And, uh, yeah, classic every year, Home Alone. Uh, Classic. Total classic. And what about you, babe? Well, number three for me, um, which I'm sure we're going to talk about a little bit, uh, is A Christmas Story, 1983, directed by Bob Clack, who also did Porky's. (laughs) Just wanted to throw that in there. (laughs) Bob Clark, Porky's. Classic. Classic. Um, I was talking about Porky's, by the way, not A Christmas Girl. Yeah. yeah. Christmas Story, Porky's. (laughs) Porgy's classic. Uh, written by Gene Shepard, um, which actually has a cameo in the uh, movie. Um, stars Peter Billingsley, a.k.a. Uh, John Favreau's best friend. Um, Derek McGavin, Zach Ward, who is Scut Farkas. Okay. <laughs> it's actually on IMDb. His name is Scut Farkas. Yes, you win. You I win. win. We've had we had a long running debate of whether the villain's name was Scut or Scott. And I was claiming it was Scott and he said it was Scut and it turns out it is Scut. So Scut. yeah, you win. I'm so happy for you. Uh, I was right. Uh, Wayne wins. Oh yeah. Wayne wins. I'm going to eat that up right now. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Scut Perkins. Uh But yeah. Uh th- I mean 24 hours of the Christmas story on TBS, right? Like how many times can you watch this movie and never get bored with it? Um, I think I've seen it thousands of times. Can I chime in here? Yeah. One, I hate this movie. I think it's super <gasps> I hate it. I hate it. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. No, I'm glad. Maybe it's because they used to do 24 hours of a Christmas story and I was just a young kid who wanted to, I don't know, watch the fucking Santa Claus or something. And I, all I could get was this old movie that wouldn't stop playing 
24 hours a day and i get it i get it there's a little kid i get it has a bb gun and a wagon or what I, I i'm over it i'm done with the christmas he's got story. a red flyer wagon yeah i'm over it i i get it little ralphie punch those glasses in the face so did you know that it was made in 1983 when you first like I didn't know it was made in 1983 uh, until like I don't no. know 10 years ago or something. Yeah, so. I don't know. I, I like I said, I remember being a young kid and wanting to watch some other Christmas Why movies. Why is this 1940s movie on? Right <laughs> exactly, that's probably what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it just scarred me for life with this movie, but I've I've I haven't watched it in 20 years and I don't think I'll ever watch it again. How can you just <laughs> <laughs> not, I mean, it's everywhere, dude. How have you not seen it like a couple of? I times? have no desire to watch it ever again. It, I don't take, I don't root for any of these characters in this movie. I don't get the, <laughs> I, I don't characters. get the Christmas tingles. The kid's annoying, uh, not for me. You're you're Scott Farkas. <laughs> I, I'm Scott Farkas, actually. His evil twin brother. Jamie was right. Scott, thanks. Jamie was right. I'm Scott Farkas. <laughs> Damn it, Scott Farkas. <laughs> uh, one one little tidbit from this movie that is actually pretty funny. Um, Ralphie, played by Peter Billingsley, at the age of 12, was given real chewing tobacco <laughs> by the prop manager for his scene when he is dreaming of being a sheriff confront- confronting Black Bart. Afterwards, naturally, he got sick. Um, if anyone's seen Sandlot, you know what happens when you have too much chewing tobacco. Um, which I thought was hilarious. Like, okay, give the 12 year old kid well, your. It was the early 80s. It was the early 80s. I mean, different times. It was different times. They, they shut that off by the time I was born. Like, they should probably not give kids chewing tobacco anymore. All right, so that was uh, that was our number three. We're going to wrap that one up, and we're going to start getting into number twos, which I'm sure are going to be some heavy friggin' hitters. So, darling, you want to give me your number two? Uh, yeah, so my number two also <laughs> continues our Christmas story saga. <laughs> Will's uh, least favorite <laughs> Christmas movie. <laughs> My number two is also is a Christmas story. Um, He's see. not Will anymore. He's Scott Farkas. He's Scott. <laughs> I want you two to lick that freezing pole now and get your tongue stuck to it so we don't <laughs> need to talk about this shit movie anymore. <laughs> One of the things that I found interesting, and I, I noticed this at first, and then I looked it up to see if it was legit. Every meal that the mom makes in this movie every night is meatloaf, mashed potatoes, and boiled red cabbage. Every single night. I thought that that was just very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually doesn't sound that bad to me. Maybe it's just like my yeah. Irish heritage. I'm like, I, I, mean, I like the boiled cabbage. Like, and car- yeah. <laughs> it sounds good to me. The fact that it's just made and you don't have to like be an adult and try to figure out what you're going to eat for dinner is like, all right, well, I'm sure, in. I'll eat it. I'm in. And the um, this movie um, actually in, was the inspiration behind um, the creation of The Wonder Years. Oh, really? Yep. Wow. Which is one of my favorite shows of all time. Mm. Um, it is great. One of my, I do like The Wonder Years. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it was the it was the inspiration for uh, the Wonder Years, and um, I love it. And I like I actually like how in this movie you've got Peter Billingsley, who is best friends with John Favreau, mm-hmm. and John Favreau directs and stars in Elf, and then in Four Christmases, John Favreau and Peter Billingsley appear together again. Yep. So they live in the. They have a, a Christmas triangle. Christmas going oh, yeah. on. Yeah. If you see, if I always look for it now. Yeah. Like Peter Billingsley was actually in uh, the second Spider-Man, Far From Home. He was the guy that uh, was running the computers for Jake Gyllenhaal's character. Um, so I look oh. for it now. Wait, the guy who's like in the first Iron Man too? Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Because he's... Wayne's got to put everything in Marvel terms for me sometimes. He does, yes. Okay, Will, Will, this is what happens in the Marvel world. Yeah. I, I hate uh, how I hate on any movie when you're like, okay, so in the one that a guy dresses like a spider versus the guy... <laughs> <laughs> sounds so stupid when you think about it. But, but yeah, so if you, if you see like a John Favreau-directed movie... Chances are. Chances are. I did not. Peter know this, Billingsley yeah. is going to be in that. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, what was that one that he did? The breakup with Vince Vaughn. Yep. Yeah, Peter Billingsley is in that one too. Wow. All right. So yeah, that's my number two. We will move on and get off I, of this. We're not going to talk about Christmas Story anymore. I don't think. Before we do, does any food need to be renamed more than meatloaf? It just is, it sounds so unappetizing, but meatloaf is awesome. It's I mean, just, meatloaf's great. The meatloaf needs a rebrand, for it sure. It's, it's, it's my favorite thing that my mom cooks. She actually made it tonight, and uh, it's one of the only things that she can successfully cook. Um, How about hamburger log? <laughs> that's the only thing that sounds less appetizing. <laughs> I have a nice hamburger log in the oven. That's, don't worry, we'll put ketchup on it. <laughs> what do you guys think about square beef for dinner tonight? Square beef. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Rectangle beef, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. The, the meatloaf needs a new name for sure. It does. Rebrand Let's meatloaf. get that out there. Please yep. rebrand meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> Um. All right. Well, that was a good number two pick for me. Um. Let's see what Scott Farkas has for number two. Well, Scott Farkas mm-hmm. has another movie based off of Dickens' A Christmas Carol. This one is Scrooged. Oh, 1988. Yep. My man Bill Murray. Uh, directed by Richard Donner. He's best known for Superman movies. Um, the Goonies, yep. the Lethal Weapon series, classic director, um, written by Mitch Glazer and Michael O'Donohue, again, based on Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Bill Murray plays Frank Cross, who is a selfish and ornery TV exec, and you guessed it, he gets haunted by three ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, also stars Karen Allen, who you probably know best from Indiana Jones, uh, John Forsyth, Carol Kane, and Alfred Woodard. Uh, Bill Murray's first starting ro- starring role since Ghostbusters in 1984. So he does oh, wow. this and then Ghostbusters 2. He's like living in Paris at the time in the mid-80s and just being weird and not doing movies. Um, yeah. 
considered giving up acting altogether. So uh, this one's just a, I think this one ages very well. It's great Bill Murray sarcastic humor. It's a smart take on it where they're putting on, like the whole premise of it is that they're putting on a Christmas Carol live on TV, like a live yep. version of it. And Murray's the exec who does it. And he's just, he's his sarcastic one-liners. It reminds me a lot of Venkman, actually, his character in Scrooge. Yeah, and, I can see that. And the yeah. lines, he the way he delivers it. Um, if you've seen the movie, you know the, the bitch hit me with a toaster scene, which is hilarious. Um, the opening scene, too, they have, like, some meta references. Like, Lee Majors is, is in, like, a yeah. commercial as a $60 yep. you know, <laughs> million dollar man at the very beginning. Yep, yep. It's just uh, this one is one that I usually will watch by myself. It's not a big. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if Lauren likes it as much as I do, and really, yeah, you know, it's it's, not it's that. a it's a yeah. preferred humor, like as as Murray is, and but um, oh, I love it. My favorite part of the whole movie is uh, there's a dancer who's about to go on stage uh, during the Christmas Carol that they're putting on, and her nipples are clearly hanging out. And this lady comes up. She's like, oh, we got to cover it up. And he goes, but I want to see her nipples. <laughs> <laughs> and the lady goes, but this is a Christmas show. And he goes, well, I'm sure Charles Dickens would have wanted to see her nipples, too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's just, uh, again, it, I mean, this movie is all Murray. It's it's fully oh, led yeah. by him. It's the one he came back from. Um, I read that he turned down roles in Rain Man, Big, and Cocktail to make this film. I don't know which of those are entirely accurate or which roles they were. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, him and Richard Donner are just a dynamic duo, although I guess they didn't get along well on the set. But a very smart, modern take on A Christmas Carol and a kind of cool way to do it where it's not the same old story because they're kind of putting it on, but... You know, you do get the three ghosts that come and get them. And Murray's great in this one. One of my favorites, Scrooged, 1988. That's a good pick. I think uh, you talked about it aging well. Yeah. And I think that we see a lot of that now where uh, you remember when he redid the trailer for the live action one and he made it like super bloody and like violent and... um. You know what I'm talking about? Remember when he, he right at the, the beginning. Is that the Murray Christmas? The, what, are, uh, what are you talking about? At the beginning of the movie you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. At the oh, okay. Of yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah when yeah. Frank Cross. Yeah, it's the big the action. Yeah, it's the big yeah, action Yeah, exactly. Thing. The one person has a heart attack while they're watching it at home. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's kind of like how I feel like, uh, you know, society is nowadays. <laughs> yeah, very in like, your face. Very yeah. in your face. What's the next big thing? I mean, you know, nowadays you're going to throw a Kardashian or two out there. But other than that, you know, I mean, it's basically the same thing. How much more can we add to this? Like, take how much more can we take away from the traditional Christmas kind of feel just to get more views, just yeah. to get more people in here. But at right? the end of the day, too, just like all of these movies do, or the vast majority, it's a feel-good story in the end. Right? It is. Like he, it you is. know, it's a great love story with him and and uh, Karen Allen's character. Um, oh, the chemistry between those two were great. Yeah, and Alfred Woodard's little son is the tiny Tim who yeah, doesn't yeah. talk and then talks at the end. He's a little cutie, and then you know they get the. Group sing-along at the end that goes into the credits. That's, you know, it's a feel-good movie still, as much as it's 
immature and crass a lot of the times, but uh, I love it. Who was your Who was your favorite ghost in this one? Oh, uh, probably Carol Kane. Carol Kane is dude. Yeah, same, yeah. same. Carol Kane. Yep. Yeah, yeah. She's Chris, good. Christmas present. She was great. Yep. Definitely. Um, that was a good pick, man. It was outside the norm of kind of your normal Christmas picks. Yeah, I was wondering if I thought maybe you might have it. I think Sean likes this movie. I think we may have talked about Scrooge down the line. I think Sean likes this movie too. Yeah. 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 Um, What about you? What do you got? Well, number two for me, we've already talked about uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Um, This is one of my favorite Christmas movies. If Jamie's like, okay, you can pick a Christmas movie tonight, I guess I'm usually picking Christmas Vacation. Um, I love this movie. Um, I'm pretty sure that Jamie and I are uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus and her husband's characters. Um, Margot to a and degree. Todd. Yeah, I think. Well, we're we talked much about Margot. this in our group chat the other day because we did. Sean said him and his wife were them because they're the mid thirties couple in the neighborhood who doesn't have kids. And then Wayne's like, wait a minute, that's us. And then I said, no, wait a minute, that's us too. <laughs> <laughs> We're just three mid thirties couples without kids in the neighborhood. So that's I don't know are. if we, any of us live in a house as nice as Margo and Todd. They seem to, you know, be very ritzy. I but... know. They seem to be pretty well off, don't they? Yeah. I mean, did you see that sound system? That sound system was very nice. That glass table that they crashed through at the end of the bed yeah. randomly. Yeah. 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 Their stairs don't have, they're just floating. That's how you know, like, you've made it to the next level when your stairs just, they just float. <laughs> <laughs> Dead giveaway. <laughs> Dead giveaway, dude. You've made it. Um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and wait, their house was the house that was used in Lethal Weapon, wasn't it? Their house was used multiple times. Whoa. Was, I Yeah, go ahead. It was used in Lethal Weapon. It was also used in WandaVision. That's the one that blew my fucking mind today. Yeah. I was like, what? There's no fucking way. Yeah. I read that today, and I was like, how is that Westview for all you, again, Marvel <laughs> nerds out there? Um, that was crazy. I, um, I, once again, I talked about, uh, cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie is probably my favorite part of the movie. Um, other than Chevy Chase, like his just dry, straight, uh, comedy in this movie. Um, like when he's upstairs in the attic and he keeps getting hit with the boards. Fucking hilarious. I die every time. Um, one kind of Easter egg to this was that after he cut down the replacement tree, Clark goes down the stairs and he finds the, you know, you'll post. Yeah. The newel post that's loose and he lops it off with the chainsaw and he goes, fix the new post in it's a wonderful life, which is another classic Christmas movie. George Bailey constantly was irritated by a loose new post in the movie. So it was definitely a throwback to that movie. Nice. Yeah. I did not know uh, that. Fun bit. Fun bit. Um, great movie. Love it. Again, John Hughes, 
Uh, can't get enough of him and his Christmas shenanigans. So that has brought us to our number ones. Um, naturally, Jamie is going to start us off with her number one Christmas movie of all time. I don't know what this is. I'm excited to hear what it is because we've seen 47 million Christmas movies in the last two weeks. And you've seen this movie about 47 million times. So my number one pick is The Santa Claus. Uh, 1994 stars Tim Allen and directed by John Pasquin. Um, This is my favorite Christmas movie of all time because it was my favorite Christmas movie as a kid. And I remember being a kid laying on the floor um, with a blanket and a pillow and just the Christmas tree lights on with the Santa Claus on TV or in the, the VCR. And I just, I think that's what really started my love of, of Christmas was, was that moment in this yeah. movie. Um, I just love how magical Disney made this for the little boy, for his son, Charlie, you know, his dad's Santa, his dad went to the North Pole, he believes in Christmas, he believes in Santa Claus, you know, it, it just, it still makes you want to have that Christmas spirit, even as you grow up to be an adult, and um, so I, I, I love, mm-hmm. I love that about this movie. Um, it is my, um, uh, my always my go-to Yeah. when we go to sleep. We play this every night when we go to sleep. Yeah, like day. from October <laughs> to December, like it's this. It's some may say it's an issue, but it it really isn't. <laughs> um, but um, a couple of things that I found really interesting is um, you won't see it on Disney Plus, and you won't see it um, on newer released uh, DVDs, but. Um, I remember vividly in the very opening scene of the of the movie, um, Scott Calvin, who is Tim Allen, uh, just arrives home and his ex-wife is dropping off Charlie, his son. And she's like, well, we're going to be at Neil's house for Christmas. And Neil is her new husband. And she's like, here's the number. And he looks over and he looks at the, the note and it says, he goes, 1-800-SPANK-ME. I know that number. <laughs> And I remember seeing that in the original VHS. And since then, they've taken it off because kids were calling that number (laughs) and it was an actual hotline. Sure. Um, So, yeah. I never called that number. Well, not because of the movie, but. No. But, yeah, no, because of the movie. Um, So I thought that that was funny because I was like, okay, oh my God, I do remember that. Um, and then another interesting tidbit, um, that I thought was pretty neat. A couple of things. One was, um, this was one of the first movies where Disney broke their own rule of not hiring, um, actors, um, who had criminal records. Um, and Tim Allen had, been busted for cocaine Mm -hmm. i believe in the 70s and he had a drug history um so they broke their own rule to have him play in this movie um which coincidentally 
I think he's only one of the only people in the world to do this. But when the Santa Claus came out in 1994, he had the number one movie, the number one TV show, which was Home Improvement, mm-hmm. and the number one book, which was Don't Stand Next to a Naked Man. They were all number one at the wow. same time. Triple crown. Yeah, it was a triple crown. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Tim Allen. So, yep, Tim Allen. What do you think of the Santa Claus sequels? I don't dig them. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. I'm, I'm not a. I'm not a fan. Like especially the third one. I was like, oh, is the third one the escape clause? <laughs> third one's that's, the escape clause, right? Martin that's Short? the one with Martin Short. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I don't like the. I really don't like the sequels, and I think they could have just left it at the first one mm. and been done with it. I um, but I just, <laughs> I just love how much Tim Allen hates the new husband. In the this best movie. part of the movie. The best part of the movie. <laughs> how much he hates Neil. So this was how like this was like on my. I took this off. This is like my number six. I took this off my list, but I love this movie. Yeah. Grew up mm-hmm. with it too. Original one is so great. And that's that's by far the like it, it gets very adult humor at times too. Oh like yeah, absolutely. Like, I love yeah. I forget, I'm probably gonna misquote it, but the kid at one point's like, Yeah, I learned a lot from a lot from Neil and he's a psychiatrist, so he's like, Yeah, and he charges you for it too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is uh yeah, it's a it's a good one. This is this is up there for me too. Love the Santa Claus. How can you not? Yep. That's my number one. Number one, Santa Claus. I mean, I literally can say I've seen this movie at least 365 times because we watch it every night before we go to bed. Yeah. And when we say watch it, it's in the background. I'm not like sitting there like well, yeah, I mean, his eyelids open making him just watch it. You know, it's, it's in the Five background. minutes in the movie, It's I'm like asleep. how people have the office in the background. It's comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's just comfortable. It's going in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, so I'm really excited to hear what your number one is. What's your number one most best? This isn't making any sense, but I'm going to say it anyway. Christmassy Christmas Christmas movie. Well, um, it's probably going to be controversial for some because I talked Ooh. about its predecessor earlier. But my favorite Christmas movie of all time is Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. What? Wow. And here's wow. why. <clears throat> okay, tell me why. Um, I don't necessarily think this is better than the original. Like, if we're listing better movies, I might list, I don't know, they're close. This one's a little bit more Christmassy for me. You got New York City. You got the yep. fake FAO Schwartz in Duncan's Toy Chest. Yep. You got, you know, the hotel with... Rob Schneider and Tim Curry. It's just got a little bit more of a, I mean, they're both Christmas movies for sure. And I love them both. This one's just a little bit more Christmas vibes for me. Okay. Um, you still get, you know, the wet bandits. Uh, now the sticky <laughs> now bandits. The sticky bandits. Sticky now bandits the sticky, now. Sticky bandits. Sticky bandits. Coming back. Um, and it's just great. So this movie's 1992. All of my top five movies have come out in a four-year period, 1988 I, to 1992. I noticed that, too. Yeah, 1988 <laughs> to 1992. Um, again, written by John Hughes, directed by Christopher Columbus. 
Uh, Macaulay Culkin at the time paid $4.5 million to star in this movie, the biggest salary ever to an 11-year-old, the child actor at the time. Wow. Insane to think about. Um, like I said, you get, you know, you get the classics, you get Buzz and Fuller and, mm-hmm. you know, mom and dad. Is this movie Uncle the most- Frank. Uncle Frank is even better in this movie, actually. He's better, yes. Uh, he's got my favorite... <laughs> Well, it's not a quote directly from him, but Kevin says, my tie's in the bathroom and I can't go in because Uncle Frank is taking a shower. He says if I walked in there and saw him naked, I'd never grow up feeling like a real man. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something Uncle Frank would say. Uh, it's so great. and just, it, Uncle Frank even is better in this movie. But you get I'm you know, the cooking. All the same tropes. My question is, this is the most unbelievable movie of all time. Like, you just watch it and you're like, there's no way this would ever happen again. Yeah. His mom is yeah. would, would be holding this kid in her grasp the entire time. Oh, yeah. It is so unbelievable. You watch it and you're just like, nope, that would not happen ever mm-hmm. again. And You're in one of those like kid leashes from oh, now on. For sure. Until you're 18, you're in a kid leash. Oh, 100%. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this one, you know, I think a lot of people will – Probably like the original, but better. I think they're both great, but this one's just a little bit more Christmas tingles for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pigeon Lady, you get the Pigeon Lady too. Yeah, throw in the Pigeon Lady. It's uh, it's a classic. So my favorite movie to watch around Christmas time is Home Alone Two, Lost in New York. You get the Talk Man too. Great mm-hmm. video game too. If you guys ever played it when you were younger. We yep. Home Alone 2, where you had the whole apartment, and you had to set up the booby mm. traps. Fantastic video game. Love myself some Home Alone 2. And I love my favorite character out of, out of both of the movies is Marv, Daniel Stern. Yeah. I, I still, to this day, if Home Alone 2 is on, and the friggin' brick scene oh, where I know. Kevin is throwing the bricks and he's like, Harry. <laughs> Suck brick kid. Suck brick kid. <laughs> Daniel Stern. I read this today and I did not know this. I don't know if you guys remember this movie Bushwhacked that he was oh, in yeah. in 1995. Mm-hmm. It was originally yep. conceived as a spinoff of Home Alone. So he was supposed to be Marv in that movie and that blew my mind. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Because I, yeah. he's actually like a decent guy in Bushwhacked and kind of like gets his shit together. Right. He's obviously like angry at first, but he's yeah, out there with the campers or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. But that was supposed to be a Home Alone spinoff. That blew my mind. Interesting. That yeah. is interesting. Gotta love Stern and Pesci, both the Wet Bandits, the Sticky Bandits. Wet Bandits. Whatever you prefer. Back again. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Bravo. Oh, and also a cameo appearance by uh, Donald Trump. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm I sure everyone. Ju- I'm sure everyone just loves that part. Yeah, everyone loves that part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're sick of the movies here. We're sick of the movies here. Yeah, Wayne. My number one. Uh, we've already talked about, but I'm just gonna lay it out there and say it again. Um, Muppet Christmas Carol. 1992 is my. F- favorite christmas movie of all time i love this movie again will as you had mentioned um directed by brian henson um son of jim henson written by jerry jewel michael kane 
I mean, Sir Michael Caine, should I say. The disrespect. I can't believe I called him Michael Caine before. Sir Michael Caine. Sir Michael Caine. Um, He played it like a car accident. Beautiful. Um, Funny. I can sing along with the songs. What's your favorite? Uh, Probably the the very first one. one. The opening one. When a cold wind blows, it chills you. Chills you to the bone. (laughs) That's a good one. I like Marley and Marley. (laughs) (laughs) Just classic. Classics. Classic songs. Um, Just a good, just a classic good movie. Just a good Christmas movie. I mean, like you said, Gonzo and Rizzo, hilarious in this. Like the the back and forth. With, I'm so glad you could make me a part of this. Yeah. <laughs> Rizzo is an underrated Muppet. I've always been a big he Rizzo. He is. Do you get my complaints about the ghosts where it could have been even a little bit more Muppety? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I would say, okay, so across the board, anytime there's a, I mean, we've seen a lot of Christmas Carol renditions. Yes. The ghost of Christmas past has always been creepy. Yes. Oh, in Scrooge, it's creepy as hell. It's his old boss who's like the zombie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's, it's always creepy. Um, Jim. uh, In in the one, the Jim Carrey one. In the Jim Carrey one. It's like this weird flame. Like flame child, it's flame a flame child. child. It's a flame baby. It's really but it's weird. also Jim Carrey's face. But it's Jim Carrey's face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's playing it. It's creepy. Yep. And then the one with um, Patrick Stewart, the Christmas Carol, in it that was like a TBS special, is just this weird dude that's just in makeup and he's like dainty. Yeah, very yeah. small, small man. They so he has small feet, yeah. which makes him weird. Dainty. Dainty feet, petite feet. (laughs) I do like in Muppets Christmas Girl when the rats say that their assets are frozen when they're the bookkeeper. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We can't do the bookkeeping work. Our assets are frozen. Yeah, I love how they're all from Brooklyn. Yeah, they're Brooklyn yeah. accent in, in, in yeah. 1843. Yeah. London. London. They're Perfect. all from Brooklyn. Perfect. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. So that was uh, that was our number ones. Um, great picks. Uh, we... Are gonna have to mention our bottom of the barrels, though. We're gonna have to go around here and mention our worst, most loathed, hated of all time Christmas movies. Before we do, any ones that just missed your list? Ooh, your that's a good five? point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, uh, there was a couple. Uh, I had uh, Christmas Chronicles on Netflix. That was actually a pretty good one. Um, the Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, starring Jim Carrey. Family Man, starring Nick Alice Cage. Nicky Baby. Nicky Baby. Um, there's an animated movie on Netflix called Klaus. That's actually yeah, really, really good. really good. Yep. Yeah, really good. Um, and then throwback, Ryan Reynolds, Just Friends. Dude, 
stole yeah. my thunder here with just friends. So great movie. Oh shit! I'm sorry. Go such ahead. A, Tell me which, a, what's yours. Such a stupid rom com. I thought I was no one ever was gonna have just friends <laughs> on their list besides me. But yeah, I, I got as my number six is probably the Santa Claus, and then some stupid rom coms, Christmas ones mm-hmm. that I like. I love the holiday. I yep. like the Family Stone and Just Friends were <laughs> ones that I considered as well. Also, like Jingle All the Way is is always fun. Oh, Schwarzenegger yeah. and Sinbad. It's that's very, true. That's yeah, true. Always yeah. Fun that for, I feel yeah. like that one's coming back. Yeah, but you know, I think we're gonna have to have a Just Friends uh, movie night now. now that I, I agree. That, now that I know that someone else in the world thinks that that I, horrible movie well, you is know. <laughs> enjoyable. <laughs> You know my Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds in a fat suit. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I mean, you can't beat that. (laughs) Yeah. What about you, Jamie? Um, I didn't know um that you guys did alternates, so I'm just gonna think here real quick. Um, one of them would be Prancer. I don't know if you've ever heard of that movie. Um, it came out in the '80s, and it stars Sam Elliott and a little girl whose name I can't remember. Oh, isn't um. Isn't the kid from Christmas uh, Christmas Vacation in that too? He has, yes, yes he yeah, has a very small, role. small, small role. Yep. Um, but Prancer, that one is um, Johnny another Galecki. favorite of mine. Yep, Johnny yep. Galecki. Yep. yep, that's another favorite of mine that just missed the cut. I do like Four Christmases uh, with Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. Um, let's see, what else? Wait, um, didn't she just get stabbed, Reese? What's her last name? She got stabbed? With her spoon? No, with her knife. <laughs> <laughs> Look at he's just cracked up. So I had Four Christmases, um, Prancer, and then Elf, of course. Elf? Elf we have a... not mentioned Elf at all. Yeah. No, not um but yeah so those are my three close close uh Mm -hmm. runner-ups i guess yeah yeah elf yeah i'm surprised no one mentioned elf at all it's obviously a a big fan favorite i like it it's not up there for me but i think elf is going to be one that when people see our list a lot of people are going to say they love elf and elf should have been on there yeah yeah, absolutely. Um, but just didn't, I, I think I'm with you. It's just kind of like, it's a good movie and we watch it every Christmas, but yeah. Hey, buddy, hope you find your dad. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Narwhal. <laughs> <laughs> but so, do we do bottom of the barrel too? Yeah, we yeah. do worse. Let's hear your worst, Jamie. What is the worst? My worst is one that you love, and it's my Christmas story. So, like, it's Jingle All the Way. I hate that movie. <laughs> I I hate it. Yeah. I have since I was a kid. I don't like movies where the whole entire movie is just chaos and anxiety and anxiety yeah the whole movie and that movie from start to finish is like okay what's the next thing that's gonna happen that's gonna go wrong that kind of thing and uh i just i've never i've never liked it and i was like i don't care if the little shit doesn't get turbo man or not (laughs) you know like i just i've never liked it um and the creepy neighbor 
who like wants to go see Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife in the shower and you know stuff like that where remember that scene yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah jingle all the way just not not a fan not a fan that's my bottom of the barrel it's okay. uh it's such a stupid movie right <laughs> <laughs> i have stupid. no defense for it besides yeah. i watched it a bunch when i was younger and it, it's ridiculous yeah <laughs> and sinbad sinbad is my defense one word defense and it's sinbad <laughs> he he is funny in this movie. He yeah. is funny in this movie. I will yeah. give you that. I do love Sinbad. Well, how about you, Will? What's your bottom of the barrel? Well, Wayne's going to hate this because <laughs> ah, my bottom ah. of the barrel Christmas movie is fucking Hallmark movies. Every last fucking one of them. <laughs> All <laughs> Christmas Hallmark movies. It's not even, for me, it's not even a so bad they're good thing. There's just a lot of great Christmas movies out there. Don't waste your time. Don't do the Christmas Hallmark movie marathon. Yep. Yep. Forget about them. There's some good Christmas movies out there. We can tell you the plot already. We can tell you that there's going to be some scenes that are Mm -hmm. so bad they're good. But, Mm -hmm. you know, small town girl comes home from the holidays Meets falls hands, in love with a woodworker. Yeah, yep. who shows her the true meaning of Christmas. Yep. You know, they one of them has a goofy friend who may or may not be enamored by their goofy friend, and they might mm. fall in love too. And mm. Maybe there's an ornery dad who's not a big Christmas guy, he's a bit of a Scrooge, and... <laughs> Rinse, you nailed wash, it, dude. Repeat. Do you work for Hallmark? I, I, I do, mean, yeah. Yeah, I was about to say. You probably uh, write these. Yeah, not for me. Hallmark movies in general, bottom of the barrel, horrible. Don't watch them. There's good Christmas movies out there. I agree. I w- <laughs> I, look, I totally agree. I'm just saying Unless. there's one out there. <laughs> Unless <laughs> it's Christmas card. <laughs> you dummy. Which I'm pretty sure is one of their first ever Hallmark Christmas movies. I think it was one of the first ones. Yeah, yeah. it's 2006, yeah. so it was, you know, TV oh, was really? just starting then. Yeah, TV mm. was a new thing. <laughs> TV was a new thing then, so. Yeah. <laughs> What's your bottom of the barrel? My bottom of the barrel is one that anytime I see you watching it, I have to leave the room. Oh, let me do, ooh, let me guess. I don't know. Yeah, like guess it. I guess it. Okay, let's see. Anytime I'm watching it, you leave the room. Is it Noel? No. Oh, okay. I was going to say. No, as much as I am not a huge fan of Anna Kendrick and her subpar acting, I will always, I'm pretty sure, hate this movie. Um, Christmas with the Cranks. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, yep. All right. Stars Tim Allen. Yeah. And Jamie Lee Curtis. And Jamie Lee Lee Curtis. Um, Yeah, I just, it's just bad. It's just a bad movie. It has an awful plot. Like, nothing makes sense in this. Um, Why would you go to that much trouble just because your brat daughter comes home for Christmas? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Um. I'm I'm looking at this movie right now on IMDb. John Grisham wrote this movie. <laughs> yeah, actually, it was started. It was a book. It was it a was short a story. Yeah, it was that's... a little novella. Yeah, Skipping Christmas. It's called Skipping Christmas. Skipping yep. John Christmas. Grisham. 
<laughs> that is a yeah. all-time random fact ever. Right? Okay, so... Chris Columbus got, wrote the screenplay. Chris Columbus from Home Alone, and he wrote I'm the screenplay, s- though. He, he yeah. should stick to directing Macaulay Culkin, because... <laughs> This was this is a five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, yeah, and Crank. The last name is Crank, and Crank is the theme for the whole movie. Like cranky, curmudgeonly. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, yeah, the title mm-hmm. of the movie gets overused. You know, it's a bad movie. Like, uh, yeah, there's I like just, a there's like a Family Guy like clip about that too. When they're like in the movie theater one time, and like they say the title of the movie, like. Oh my God! That's the title of the movie. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually a one-liner at some point at, towards the end. Yeah, it's like a yeah. cheesy action movie or yeah, a yeah. horrible holiday movie. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Looks like you've got no time to die. <laughs> they did do that in that movie. Actually. They did do that though. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. Uh, but yeah, so Christmas with the Cranks, not a big fan. Um, so just some quick, uh, some quick fire questions for you guys here. Um, we uh-huh. wrap this up. Uh, <laughs> this is a bit controversial, okay? But I want to hear both your takes on this. Um, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Will, do you want to start us off? No, let's hear Jamie. Jamie, what do you got? Jamie, what is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I have to say that up until uh, uh, Sunday night, I had not seen Die Hard. Um, yep, so I I watched it, and I have to say, as much as I'd like to give it a yes, in the depths of my Christmas heart, I got to say it's a no. I gotta say it's no because sometimes I feel like movies that take place at Christmas doesn't necessarily make them a Christmas movie. You know what I mean? Like, I associate Christmas with like Santa and family and you know magic and you know stuff like that. And Die Hard is just throwing dead guys out windows, you know, onto cop cars and yippee kayes and. You know all that stuff. I mean, yeah. is it a is it a fun movie to watch? Yes, it it's it's fun. But I'm on team not a Christmas movie. Okay, we got one for not a Christmas movie. Hello, my name is Alan Rickman. <laughs> well, what is your answer, Jamie? This fucking show is not one without Wayne doing a horrible accent in it at one point. <laughs> My answer is this. I'm t- my answer is I'm tired of the argument. For me, it's not just because I love the movie and I'll watch it all year round. So when I think of Christmas movies, it's one that I watch during Christmas season alone. Mm-hmm. And if certain people do watch this movie around Christmas, just like I watch The Muppet Christmas Carol and both Home Alones and Scrooge mm-hmm. and all these movies, if you watch it around Christmas because it takes place in Christmas and it becomes a Christmas tradition, then it's a Christmas movie for you, and that's fine. Um, for me, the argument is more annoying than <laughs> anyone's <laughs> side of it. Like, there's, if it's a Christmas movie for you, it is. It's a great movie. Yeah. I will watch it year round because I think it's awesome. Um, and I yeah. get that it takes place at Christmas and some people do really 
like value that and they'll watch it once a year. But for me, I'll watch it anytime. So for me, it's not a Christmas movie. It's a year round movie. Christmas movies for me, I will never watch Home Alone in August. I will never right. watch National Lampoons in August. Like I'm watching, you know, any of these movies that I want to watch any year round are not Christmas movies. You need to watch it December one to thirty one, and that's it. So for me, it's not. But if it's for you, I get it. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you on that. Like if it's if if you like to watch it at Christmas, and if it's a thing, if it's a tradition for you, more power to you. That's then that's all yeah. that matters. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a lot of movies that are like debated like that. Um, mm-hmm. Shocker! I'm gonna throw out the Marvel one. Iron Man three is a big one where people are like, "Is it a Christmas movie?" Because it takes place around Christmas time. Right. My answer always is like, "Do you watch it exclusively around Christmas time? If you do, then it's a Christmas movie for you." And I get it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's all about what you like and your traditions. Yep. Yeah, I totally agree with you guys on that. Um, Die Hard fucking rules, though. Die Hard fucking I rules. love Die Hard. Yeah, rules. I love Die Hard. Jamie, you got to watch all the sequels now. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she does. Um, we'll have a Die Hard episode, and we'll bring you on just for, just for Die Hard. I don't Hard. know how much I can contribute. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, what's your favorite representation of the North Pole? Oh me? Yeah. Um I'll um well my first favorite is um actually my first favorite is from Fred Claus, um, starring Vince Vaughn. Um it's uh I just like the village the way they have the village set up. It's warm, there's tons of bright lights, they've got tons of houses for the elves, the workshop is beautiful, it looks like a big crystal like big crystal ball um that's my favorite north pole followed by the north pole in the santa claus followed by the north pole in noel so i have thought about this yeah you put some time in this i i have thought about this separately from this episode (laughs) so those are my those are my favorites will do you have a favorite north pole uh yeah so i mean santa claus is great i do love the scene where they're all coming out like this too and the whole, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the whole squad coming out i'm gonna give elf some love here though i just said we didn't talk enough about oh. elf oh, i do love sure, the elf yeah. north pole will ferrell just being so much bigger than everybody cracks me the fuck yeah, up too yeah. And, yeah. and you know that's where we got buddy the narwhal which is one of my my favorite parts but yeah big will ferrell sitting in the little small desk up there with the rest of the elves i'm gonna go elf this is my best, my favorite North Pole. Elf North Pole was reminiscent of the old uh, stop motion animation Christmas movies, like Santa Claus Came to Town, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, Frosty. Rudolph the Red yeah. Frosty, exactly. Yep. Yeah, so love it, love it. Um, who's your favorite Santa? My favorite Santa, I have two different favorite Santas. It would be Tim Allen's Santa Claus um, because he learns to become Santa. And he's he's like a funny comedic Santa. And then um, David Attenborough's uh, in Miracle on 34th Street. He's like a classic, a classic just heartwarming, heartwarming Santa. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah that's gets, my favorite. He gets me. Yeah. Will, do you have a favorite Santa? I'm going to go with Billy Bob, Bad Santa. <laughs> I, I do like the, 
<laughs> I was wondering if we were going to give Bad Santa some yeah, love. Yeah, such an unnecessary sequel, but Bad Santa, the first one, is very, very funny. Um, it's a, you know, it kind of reminds me of Scrooge as a very yeah. crass Christmas movie that ends up having some heart, too. Bad Santa, a little less heart than Scrooge, even, but... Um, uh, Billy Bob is is hilarious in it, and you know it, it's something unique as Santa Claus. So I'm gonna go with uh, Billy Bob and Bad Santa. That's a good one. I mean, I really love Billy Bob. I think he's a I don't know underrated comedic actor, honestly. Um, yeah, definitely. What about you? Uh, Kurt you? Russell from Christmas Chronicles is probably looks, my favorite. He looks thing. the part. That's for sure. He does. Yeah. He does. He's just a cool Santa. Yeah. Just the, the the Santa I wish I had. Is my dad. I wish he was my dad. <laughs> Let's not read into that anymore. Then. <laughs> just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> just forget what I just said. Um, all right. So next question. What's the, uh, this is for you <laughs> in relation to your hated Christmas story, Scott Farkas. What is your best Christmas gift you've ever received? For me, I would have to say the best Christmas present I ever received was when I got my first American Girl doll. Like this was like at the like when they were new and just coming out with these and I got Samantha who was a Victorian girl um and it was just my prized possession because they were not cheap. And I know how hard my mom and dad worked to get me it. And uh, it just, I, she was my treasure. I, I, I loved my American Girl doll. Will, how about you? Uh, I believe we got Nintendo 64 one year, which nice. is one of the most famous YouTube Christmas videos ever. If you see yeah, yeah. Nintendo 64! That was basically me and my brother. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, my God, is that us? Please, please. please. <laughs> uh, that was probably it. Last year, also, we did get Annie, our new dog, right around Christmas time. Um, so we've had Annie's Annie the for, best. for one year, uh, right around then. But, I mean, whatever, cute dog. But Nintendo 64, let's be real here. I mean, come on. GoldenEye. It's Nintendo 64. What about you, Wayne? PlayStation 1. So along the same <laughs> along the same lines, my PlayStation was my favorite. Yep. Favorite gift from Santa. Um, all right. Well, last question, and it's probably the most important. Who's your favorite reindeer? Um You know, Rudolph gets a lot of love. Comet seems to be a pretty popular reindeer in a lot of movies. Um so, I don't know. I I guess I'm going to go with Dasher. Okay. Just because you don't hear a lot about Dasher. Like, mm-hmm. where's he from? You know? He, Prancer has his own movie. Mm-hmm. And Blitzen just sounds like an ass. So oh, uh, That was my answer, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say Blitzen because he's blitzed all the time. <laughs> I was going to say... I was going to say, I don't know the difference between all the... <laughs> One animal to the next. <laughs> I was going to say all the black reindeer, all the black-nosed reindeer. 
So I'm just going with the dopest no, the dopest name. <laughs> <laughs> and that is for me, it's Blitzen. So I'm going Blitzen. Blitzen. <laughs> okay, Blitzen it is. What about you, Wayne? Wayne, what is yours? Other <laughs> than Blitzen, who you know, he's my boy. Blitzen. Um what about Donder? Donner. Donner? Don- Donder? Donner. Don- <laughs> I'm going to say Donder. It's, it's Donner. 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 <laughs> I w- can we, can we confirm that? I would have thought you would have said Cupid because you're such a little romantic over there. Yeah. Cupid. Cupid. Or Vixen. Vixen. Ooh. <laughs> Vixen. Vixen. Female? All right, this is not this is not the last question. We have one more question that I'm going to throw out. Okay. There. All right. All right. Go for Doesn't it. Doesn't need to be movie related. Mm-hmm. Favorite Christmas song. Oh. Favorite Christmas song for me is Judy Garland's version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Breaks nice. my heart, but it's makes me cry every time I hear it, but it's my favorite Christmas song. Nice. Wayne? Hang on. Hang on one second. I gotta pee really bad. Emergency! Jesus Christ! Every time, Jamie. Every time. Well, yeah, it's because he's he's pumping beers with his abominable snowman. And, I know we do do a lot of drinking, but that's all he, right. He definitely got a small bladder over there. That's for sure. To be on. Did you think about you your favorite Christmas song while you peed? Well, yeah. <laughs> I did. Did you think of your favorite <laughs> jingle while you tinkled? <laughs> What's my favorite jingle? Why I tingled. Um, yeah, leave that in there, by the way. That's a great line. <laughs> that is a great line. Um, probably. Let's see. Yeah, I know what yours is. Oh, you do? What is it? It's that song from National Lampoons. Oh, when he's watching it the is. Videos. It's Ray Charles. Yeah. It's Ray Charles's Christmas song. From National Lampoons. When he's watching the home videos yeah. up in the attic. Nice. Nice. How about you, man? What's yours? Bruce Springsteen, Santa Claus coming to town. No brainer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a no brainer. No brainer. Although I also do love Wham, Last Christmas. <laughs> and In Sync, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays are also up there, both for me. But Bruce Springsteen, Santa Claus coming to town. Clarence Clemens on there as well. The late, great Clarence. 100%. That's good. Yeah. That's a good one. Good pick. All right, guys. Well, that's it for us. Um, thank you, Jamie, for hopping on and giving us your wonderful Christmas knowledge. Uh, we wish everyone a happy holidays out there. Uh, let us know what your uh, favorite Christmas movie is. Put it in the comments. Leave us a like. Leave us a message. I mean, DM Will and tell him all the things that you hate about his choices, Scud Farkas. And, but leave me all the stuff that you love about me. You could have just left it as DM Will and tell him all the things, and I would have been totally down. No, oh, okay. <laughs> No, no, but we love y'all. We love, it's been a great year with Cocktails and Scenes. We've had a wonderful go, um, and we're ready to start the next year. Uh, Will, do you have anything to say for our 
parting words on this yeah, Christmas episode for the millions of listeners out there. Yeah, um, it's been it's been a great year. It's been a lot of fun doing this, and and uh, we won't get too sentimental. But first of all, thanks Jamie for coming on. It was awesome. A lot of fun. Thank you. First breaking ground here. First female on cocktails and scenes yeah, first in history. Yeah. Breaking ground. Um, mm-hmm. but no, it's been a great year. Hopefully everyone has a great holiday with their families and and thanks for everybody who's hung out and listened this year and uh we appreciate it. Have a great holiday, everybody. Absolutely. Cheers, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.